And today I want to talk to you for just a few minutes here this morning. Amen. I know that my time is pretty much run out here today. So I am going to give you a condensed version of what I had prepared this morning. Amen. Uh, I did want to say this. It's been, uh, th this is from Leonard Ravenhill's book, Why Revival Tarries. He said, it has been well said that there are only three classes of people in the world. Those who are afraid, those who don't know enough to be afraid, and those who know their Bibles. Those who are afraid, those who don't know enough to be afraid, and those who know their Bibles. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. But of sound mind. I believe God has given us clear and firm direction today. Praise God. I want to read to you this morning a verse of scripture from Luke chapter 4 and verse 42 and 43 today. Luke 4, 42 and 43. Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose, I have been sent. For this purpose, I have been sent. I want to talk to you about your purpose this morning. I want to talk to you about your purpose today. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, help us this morning. God, give us, give us a spirit, Lord, uh, an unction from on high today. Speak to us what the spirit would say to the church this morning. God, let your voice be heard. You're walking among the candlesticks. You're walking in the church, Lord. Let your voice be heard today. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Jesus key commitment and his keen awareness is very clear of his purpose. He did not live a haphazard life. Amen. But he was aware there is a reason that I came. There's a job that I have to do. It's not just go to the cross. I've got a message to preach. I've got people to touch. I've got people to pour into their lives. And no matter what, Jesus would never allow anybody to take from him his purpose. That's right. To take him off his game. And so we struggle sometimes trying to keep the main thing the main thing. Brother Tenney said, I believe that each of us has a purpose. And I believe that uh, it, it, it is the work of people of faith to discern what that purpose is for their life. And, and, and that God would have them to do and then to pursue it. Right. Everybody say, pursuing your purpose. So much competes for our attention today to divide our attention. And there are so many efforts to reach for and 
angling to get our uh, our, our, our attention and, and, and our energies today. And nothing in the world replaces knowing what is your God-given purpose. I believe I'm talking to somebody here this morning. Jesus himself, the Bible says, he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor. We, we see him at the commencement of his ministry here in Luke chapter 4. You remember he's baptized of John and Jordan. He goes into the wilderness where he is tempted of Satan, but he is fasting and praying, and, and he is about to launch his ministry. They, you know, John the Baptist baptized them with water, but there's one coming after him, the scripture said, who's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus had a purpose for which he came. And so he comes out of that wilderness in great power and authority. Satan had tempted him to, to choose a different route, to, to, uh, to, to choose a different purpose or to settle for a lesser purpose. But he refused and he came out of there knowing who he was and what he had to do. So much so that we read right here in Luke chapter 4 how he goes into the synagogue and they ask him to read the scripture. So uh, the scripture falls open. He begins to read not his words, but Isaiah's words about how that uh, he had been sent. And this is what it, he read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim Liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Then he closed the book, verse 20 says, and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all of them was upon him. And verse 21, he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Because he was so clear about his purpose. Amen. Because he knew why he was there. Because they understood when he spoke and said these words that Isaiah had previously said. There was something different about the way he said them. And so there was a head on collision because of this firm purpose that he had with those that wanted to destroy him. And they ran, they tried to kill him and throw him over a cliff. They ran him out of town, amen, in Nazareth because he was so clear about his purpose. Now, Jesus could have died right there. He was the lamb that was to be slain. He could have allowed them to have killed him right there. And sometimes we kind of have a martyr complex about us, you know. Uh, but he said, I'm not going to die right here because I've got a purpose. That's right. I came to do something. So he leaves Nazareth and he goes to Capernaum. And at Capernaum, they saw also his power and authority and how that he was able to heal folks. And, 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 and there is uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law has a fever. And Jesus heals her. And boom, it's gone. Power over demons. You, you read it there in Luke chapter 4. 
This is all in Capernaum. And the fame of him spreads and there's nowhere he can go without being recognized and everybody is talking about Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth has come and he is able to do this and this and we saw with our eyes how that he handled those demons. He's the toast of the town. Everybody's talking about Jesus. He's the most popular guy around so much so that in Verse 42, one translation says, Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. But the crowds searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. They wanted to pigeonhole him. They, they wanted him to just stay right there in that place. And let his ministry be there. And let his ministry be to them. But Jesus refused to be put in a little box. And pigeonholed into one place. And just become their own personal uh, help there in Nazareth. Because he had a purpose. Amen. Amen. Now, this message may not be for everybody this morning, but I feel like I'm talking to somebody here today. Amen. This is for those that really want God's purpose in their life. What you call me to, what you want me to do, what your reason for my life is, I want to find that and I want to pursue that. Amen. Amen. And, and so the, the, when, you, when you begin to do that, sometimes the folks that, that are close to you, the folks that you love are some of the same folks who will limit you. Yes. He couldn't do many mighty works there in Nazareth where he was from. Because they said, is not this just Joseph the carpenter's son? Isn't this just another one of the kids that grew up here in town? And, 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 and then when he said, no, this is who I am. This is what I come to do. They tried to throw him off a cliff and they ran him out of town. Amen. He escaped and he got out of town, got out of Dodge. He left there and he goes to Capernaum. They tried to kill him. They, 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 were, uh, they wanted to put a stop to that. And he gets to Capernaum. And they're, they don't want to run him out of town. They want to keep him. They want to entrap him and hold him there, more or less hostage, and not let him leave, not let him depart, not let him go anywhere. You stay right here with us, Jesus. Nazareth wanted to run him out, and Capernaum wanted to keep him there. But the one thing they both had in common is neither one of them understood the magnitude of his ministry. Amen. And so they sent out a whole posse. They sent out a crowd of folks to get him and to, call, to, to, to keep him and not let him leave Capernaum. Uh, well, after all, Jesus, you said you had come to open the eyes of the blind. We got a lot of blind folks here in Capernaum. You, you said, Lord, that uh, you, know, you came to preach the good news to the poor. We got a lot of poor folks here in Capernaum, Lord. We have a lot of bruised folks here at Capernaum, Lord. This is your place, Lord. You just stay right here, Jesus. You just stay in this place right here because this is where your ministry is, must be destined to be. But they did not understand what it was that his true purpose was. It was so much 
bigger than that. Amen. And, and, and so it is important for us today to learn from Jesus. Yes. He was the full stature, the man Christ Jesus, that we ought to be reaching for. I can never be just like Jesus, but I'm determined to try. I want to be like my Lord. Amen. Every disciple wants to be like his master, like his teacher, like his rabbi. And, and, and that is the goal that the rabbi has for them to become like him. And so it is our goal and our objective to be everything that Jesus. And, and none of us are exactly the same, but God's got a purpose for every one of us. Amen. He's got a purpose for every one of our children here this morning. They've not yet discovered it. Our parents, we've not yet discovered it. Bible talks about how the children are like arrows. Uh, and, and as parents, it's part of our job to help them discover what their purpose is. And then when the time comes to release them in that purpose and they can hit the mark, it's going to be an awesome life. It's going to have impact. It's going to change the world for a better place. You don't have to be a politician. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a Sunday school teacher. Amen. There's all kinds of people that the Lord needs. Amen. Amen. God needs all, every kind of people. It takes every kind of people to make the world go around. Somebody wrote, but I'm telling you, Jesus needs every kind of person. Amen. And everybody, he's got a purpose for you because he's got this big plan. And you're a piece in that puzzle. And when you discover it, man, you know why you're here. And it just changes your whole outlook on yes, life. Amen. amen. Now, it will cause you to run into uh, collisions with some folks when you come to understand the purpose for which God has called you. But that's all right. Amen. Because you keep the main thing, the main thing. You know why you're here. You've got a reason. You can yes, let some Lord. things just be like water off a duck's back because you know what you're here for. Not everybody's going to understand what you're here for, but it really doesn't matter. What's important is I've got a job to do. That's why I'm here. Amen. And when you find that purpose, when you find that, when you search that out, you let God show you that purpose. I am telling you, it will be revolutionary in your life. Amen. It's important, first of all, for us to know our purpose. Yes. It's also important for us to guard that purpose. Yes. Nazareth would like to have subverted that. Capernaum would like to have, uh, to, to have pigeonholed that. Amen. Everywhere Jesus went, there were people trying to, 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 to use him or to abuse him. And that's the way it is in our lives. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, you've got a calling. You've got a place. You've got a direction. And if you can find that, you've got to diligently guard it and protect it. And say, I, I just can't be about everything because I am a soldier in the Lord's army. Amen. Amen. Some folks should hang out late at night, party all night long. Amen. But in the morning, I've got to be ready for battle. So I've got to get my rest. Amen. There's some things you don't do and there's some things you do because you've got a purpose. And I'm thankful, amen, for those that have discovered how to keep that purpose and hold on to that purpose and not let anything sidetrack them. Amen. The Bible actually says, and I think it's in the book of Mark, a parallel passage here. Mark recorded that I think, I think it was Simon that led that crowd out there to find Jesus. He said, we want to go find him and we want to keep him and not let him leave. I said, all right, I'll take it. Come on. Simon probably liked it there. I don't know. I'm telling you, even those closest to you, 
Amen. Sometimes we'll contribute to trying to get you off track and off purpose. But you've got to guard that purpose. And lastly, this morning, you've got to live in that purpose. Amen. You've got to live in that purpose. Amen. They would have liked to have made Jesus the chaplain of Capernaum. We'll just give you an official title. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a salary. And, and Jesus, no doubt, would have done a lot of good. He could have done a lot of good in Capernaum. But we might have never heard, the world might have never heard about Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Some folks are like, I just want to stay not involved. I, I, I don't want to be high profile. I just, I just, I don't want to really get involved. I don't want to get in the way. I might mess something up. And what you need to do is get in the way. In fact, they call it the way in the New That's Testament. Right. That's what they call living for God. They call it the way. Amen. Right? Don't get out of the way. Get in the way. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and God will make a way out of no way. Hello? That's right. He'll make a way out of no way. When you find your purpose, it might look impossible. It might look at, if, if it's not a job too big for you, it's not a, God, a job that God gave you. Because you wouldn't need him. But if it's a job that looks impossible, if it's something that looks like, ain't no way this can happen, but you feel in your spirit, you hear the voice of God. God is speaking to you. God is calling you. And I am here to tell you this morning, he will make a way out of no way. God said, I'm going to make a nation out of you. You're going to be a peculiar people. You're going to be this, this special people. Come on out of Egypt. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And they get out there and they run into a Red Sea and it's impossible. Can't go left, can't go right, can't go forward. Pharaoh's army's behind to pull them right back into that old world of serving other purposes. Yeah. But you know what? The Lord makes a way where there seems to be no way. Right. He said, I got a job for you, Israel. Amen. I've spoken this before you were born. I've spoken this for many years. Amen. Joseph was so sure of it. He said, when you leave Egypt, take my bones with you. Don't leave my bones in Egypt. Uh, amen. I, I may not see all this purpose fulfilled, but uh, but but I, 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 I believe in it with everything within me. It's going to happen. And even if it happens after I die, it's still going to happen. Ain't nothing going to stop it from happening because God is in this thing and God has made promises to us. I believe God has promised some things to this church. I believe God has promised some things to some of you. And you haven't saw it yet, but it's all right. Amen. Guard that purpose. Find that purpose. Guard that purpose. And then live in that purpose today. Hallelujah. Amen. If you'll do that, I am telling you, there will be an incredible transformation that will take place as you follow that out and live yes. that out in your life. Jesus has got, and I'm closing, but he's got that next chapter, chapter five coming up. He, you know, if he had stayed in Capernaum, these things would not have happened. Amen. 
He's got a house to go to where there's going to be a miracle. He's got a, a raging seed that he's going to call. He's, he's going to go to Jairus' house. He's going to preach repentance. He's, he's going to make his way toward Jerusalem where prophets die. Amen. Why would he do these things? Why would he leave Capernaum? Why would he just stay in Capernaum? He's got some things to do. He said, I know what I came for. And I'm not going to let anybody stop me. I'm not going to let my friends stop me. I'm not going to let my enemies stop me. I'm not going to let my family stop me. I'm not going to let the folks that just want to love on me and pet on me and say you're all special and nice and we want to keep you here and do you good. Amen. I'm not going to let them stop me either because I know what God's called me to. I know what God has called me to and I'm going to fulfill that purpose. Amen. So the Lord one day would ascend from this earth after his death, burial, and resurrection. He would leave this terra firma. He would leave this earth. And he said, I got to go away because I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the spirit. And when the spirit comes, you're going to know your purpose. When the spirit comes, you're going to have power to fulfill your purpose. When the spirit comes, you're going to go to the ends of the earth. You're going to do things that you never imagined you would do. When the Spirit comes, this is going to happen. And so I am so thankful that He fulfilled all of that purpose. Amen. Amen. And, and so that when He went away, He could tell them, you go to Jerusalem and you tarry and you don't leave until you're in deep with this power from on high. But you don't need power if you don't have a purpose. But He had given them. He had assigned them. There was a calling in Christ Jesus. And because he fulfilled his, we can fulfill ours. Amen. Thank you. I'm trying to tell you this morning, you've got a reason. Yeah. You've got a purpose. You've got a calling. You're not here just buying your time. You're not trying to just make it and, and stay ready for the rapture. Amen. You've got a calling in Christ Jesus. There is something for you to do. There is a job for you to do. And it is the, it is the most important thing in your life. That's right. You can do a lot of things for a lot of causes. But what you do for this cause is eternal. What you do for this cause, it, it'll never be taken from you. What you do for this cause, there are eternal rewards. You're laying up treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt that thieves don't break in and steal. You don't have to lay up and wake at night about this thing. Amen. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm a millionaire today. Amen. All of God's children, we're millionaires. We've got riches and glory. Amen. There are treasures laid up in. We're going to walk on streets of gold. Why should I get caught up and be drunk this direction and drunk that direction by the Almighty Dollar? I've got a greater purpose in life than that. Amen. And I'm not worried about your dollars because I'm going to a place where I got more than what your dollars can ever buy. And you're going to stay up all out worried about your dollars while I'm resting in the peace of the Holy Ghost, knowing that there is nothing that can rob me of what's coming because I have. Made my calling and election sure in Christ Jesus. Let's stand together this morning.